Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Episode 61 is an interview with Sean Bell. Sean is a runner for Run for Wishes and an ASICS Australia Signed Mind, Signed Body Ambassador. He is a 22-year-old from Melbourne, Victoria, with an extraordinary passion for using his running to light up the lives of others. Sean believes his purpose is to inspire others to realise just how precious life is, so that they spend more time with people they love and chase their dreams now, because we are not promised tomorrow. Sean is planning a 14,000 kilometre run starting on Sunday, February 27th, 2022 to raise money and awareness for Make-A-Wish Australia. Sean will become the youngest person to ever attempt to run around Australia. He expects to complete the run in approximately eight to nine months, averaging 60 kilometres every day. Starting and finishing in Melbourne, Victoria, he'll be running in an anti-clockwise direction around Australia. Do you have injuries or niggles ruining your enjoyment of running and hindering your performance? Running is meant to be an enjoyable, yes, even when you're doing speed work, and stress-relieving activity. But it's not when it hurts for all the wrong reasons. Come in and see the specialists at Health and High Performance, where they utilise the latest in technology and experience to help you achieve the results you want and are capable of. So head to healthhp.com.au forward slash run or find them on Instagram, Health High Performance. Rating, reviewing and sharing the podcast helps more people find it and grows the audience. So thanks for that. Thanks to AFL Mum for her five-star rating and review. She says, one of my favourite podcasts. I enjoy the variety of topics covered and find your podcast interesting, yes, also relatable. Especially loved episode 59, Gaining an Insight into Yourself. We'll eagerly await part two. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your feedback. Then KP Bass also gave the podcast five stars and says, such informative podcasts. Wasn't loving the music today running. Listening to you being interviewed was great to switch the mind off the pain. I like your podcast. They always give great tips, insights and inspire. Thank you. Thank you, KP. I'm glad it helped you get your mind off the pain. Also, just so you know, you can also go to my YouTube channel under the name Isabel Ross to see the video recordings of the podcast. Enjoy the interview with Sean. Hi, Sean, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. No problem, Isabel. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. The sun is shining, so that's, that's pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's a gorgeous day today. Yeah, it'd be a nice day to go for a long run, but not to worry. We're at the moment, um, just to timestamp this, we're in the middle of stage four uh, restrictions where we can only run for an hour a day. Have you been for your one-hour run? I did a half an hour absorption run this morning, so uh, I might get out in the sun a little bit later. Um, but just half an hour yeah what about you yeah yeah I've been out this morning um yeah so I've done that and I've just got the rest of the day to kill (laughs) all righty so can you um the reason I'm uh, interviewing you is because you've got a a big run coming up uh obviously not not soon but um it's a pretty big deal so I thought we'd talk about it can you just first of all tell the listeners a bit about yourself your running background that sort of thing yeah, sure. So I'm 22. I'm um, from Vermont, Victoria, little suburb in the eastern suburbs. And um, I started running in October 2017 when I ran my first ever marathon. So that was really the first uh, well, my, when I started my long distance running career. Um, because prior to that, I just played football for the Vermont Eagles. And um, but then I ran the Melbourne Marathon and just became hooked. And <laughs> I got the bug like a lot of people do and, and became obsessed with that. And then it ventured into ultra marathons. So 2018, um, I ran in the Great Ocean Road Ultra Marathon, the 60K 
from Lawn to Apollo Bay, yep. um, which was good fun. And and then from there, was I that knew your that first that ultra? First ultra, yeah. Yep. So on the road, the sixty k there, and and then after that, I um, uh, my next ultra I did official ultra was in Bali in two thousand nineteen. I ran the Bali Hope Ultra Marathon. So from Lavina, the top of Bali, to um, Changu, the yep. bottom of Bali. It's 80, an 84K run. So I ran that one in 2019. But most of my running is more consecutive, more back-to-back -back marathons. So in 2019, I also ran 50 marathons in 50 days. Oh, in wow. honour of my teammate who passed away um, playing yep. football. So that was really what um, I think made me fall in love with running because I, I quickly connected my love for running to my love for my teammate and was able to draw greater inspiration. And that helped me push through that, that pain barrier that we feel as ultra runners and um, yeah, been able to do some really you know amazing things and bring people together in his honor and community sense, which has been really special. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always really important in those dark moments during a long race or event to have a, a really good why. So that's obviously been your, your really good purpose for your running. It's unusual for someone as young as yourself to be um, <clears throat> doing ultra running. Normally, um, younger people tend to speak, stick to the shorter, faster distances. Why do you think that you have such a draw to the longer distances? Um, that's a great question. I think for me, I've always, well, I've never been the fastest person and even playing football, like I always laugh and say to my mates, my mates say to me, you know, when are you going to come back, stop running and, and have a kick again? And um, I always say to them, yeah, we'll play again maybe when we're 40 and we're running around the vets. You guys all have big guts and I'm the only <laughs> running around <laughs> because I, I joke and I say, look, I'll be as fast as you guys then because I have always been, you know, while I could get the ball, I would often be run down holding the ball as a slower <laughs> person, um, but I'd get to the end of the game and feel like I could play another game. And I hated it because mm. I feel like I'm going as hard as I can during the game, but I still had more in me. So I think naturally I've got a level of endurance and I just felt like there was more to do after my first marathon. Um, I wanted to explore ultra and then just fell in love with it from there. Well, that's brilliant. And it, it's good that you find something that really suits you. So have you, so you don't play football at all anymore? No, no, definitely not. I, I still love football and I'm still involved. Um, I'm now involved with the Hawthorne Amateurs Football Club because um, I'm also a personal trainer. So uh, okay. I help those guys in pre-season with, with a bit of conditioning, running and, and a bit of core work as well, which is nice. So um, that's really my only involvement with football now. I like having a kick with those guys, but I sort of understand that they're completely different sports and to train for football and train for ultra running is tough and mm. also because I like to connect my running with causes greater than myself and and impact yeah greater causes and so there's other people involved I feel that you know how easy is it when you're playing footy to suffer an ACL or something mm. like that there's so much risk involved mm. and so um, I think if I was running for myself, then it might be a different story and I could potentially still play football. But when I'm connecting it to larger um, things like charity, I find it really hard to, I would find it hard to do that, get injured and then have it not just affect me, but other people. Why do you think you feel you're so drawn to um, run for a cause? I think it helps you um, in those dark stages, like you said, find more. Um, I think my first ever marathon, while it was special, 
completing it. I didn't really have that that great why. Um, <laughs> I was funny. I was going out with the girl at the time, and her dad had achieved. He ran one marathon, and he said, "You played your footy grand final three weeks ago. There's no way you can beat my time." Uh, <laughs> three hours fifty-two. So all of a sudden, I found my why, and I was able yeah. to beat his time, which was awesome. That's um, good. <laughs> but you know, that's not a sustainable why. And I thought, no. well, how can I connect to something bigger? And so. First, it was my teammate. And then from there, I thought, well, you know, I'll connect it to a charity that's important. So I spoke to um, my teammate's parents who passed away. I spoke to his parents and said, um, you know, I want to do this in his honour. And and there's a charity. Is there any charity that you think um, that you would, you would like me to support in what I'm doing? And so they suggested the Compassionate Friends Charity who help grieving families. Um, and so what they do is support parents, siblings and grandparents who have lost a child. And, and so for me, that was just, you know, a much bigger, um, I was able to find more inspiration through my running um, because of that bigger purpose. And I was then all of a sudden meeting other people and other parents who had lost children and hearing their own stories and it just had a huge impact on me. So that was really what started my love for running for charity and then now it's something that I think I'll always do. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's really inspirational that you, you, that you do that. That's really good. So tell the listeners a bit about what this actual run is that you have planned. Yeah, so in 2021, uh, 22 now, I'm going to be <laughs> running around Australia. Um, so I, yeah, I'm hoping a 14,000 kilometre journey. So we've put so much work into it at this point, uh, all the logistics, and yeah. just been so much work, the risk management and event oh. planning and day by day mapping out the route and all of that. So it's been, um, it's been good fun and um, I just can't wait to get out there. So Back in 2017, as I said, when I ran that first marathon, after that, and I decided to connect it to um, my teammate and a bigger purpose, I actually came up with the goal even back then, December 2017, to run around Australia in 2021. So I've had my sights set on this for a while, which is why in 2019 I took on the 50 marathons in 50 days and have done other back-to-back -back events um, to prepare for it as well as... Um, you know, get people involved and things like that. So it's been a big focus of mine and, and a slight change now with Corona that it's 2022, but everyone's been affected in some way and I'm really feeling really positive about it. It's another year to get stronger and, and get ready to get ready for it. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's right. It, it's certainly a big undertaking. So yeah, you've got to look that year positively um so with all that organization did you do that all yourself or do you have like a team helping you how, how did you get all that organization done well i was very fortunate to be honest i've done the majority of the work by myself but when the first lockdown hit some of my close friends said to me their work you know they didn't have any work anymore and yeah. they were just sitting around playing playstation didn't know what to do with their time and they said um can i give you a hand so all of a sudden it went from myself doing it to um four of us me and three other mates and oh, the amount of work that we did through april and may was extraordinary i think we got the whole route done then the risk management all of that and it was just yeah amazing to have so many people around me so no i'm very fortunate that i've got some good mates that are, are willing to help out with the logistics as well oh that's really good um so so when you say so do you have to get like permission from different uh states and areas and all that sort of stuff 
Yeah, so that's one job that I'm very fortunate one of my friends has taken from me. So he <laughs> had yeah, to call, call the big roads, New South Wales roads, Queensland roads, every state and the police as well. And yeah, all these permits and it's, um, yeah, it's he's done amazing in getting that all done for me. We're not quite there yet because New South Wales and Victoria, obviously with Corona, what's going on, mm. they didn't really want to talk about this at the moment, which is fair enough. Um, yeah. But I've no doubt that we'll we'll get it across the line and get a permit from all of them. And um, yeah, it's really exciting. So I feel very blessed to also have uh, Dave Alley um, as a mentor of mine. I don't know if you've heard of him. I've heard the name. Yep. He's done yeah, something so he similar, around, hasn't he? Yeah, he ran around Australia in 2015. And so yeah. I reached out to him. Uh, early 2018 after I came up with this goal as just a 19-year-old kid and he's yeah. probably thinking on the other end of the phone, what the hell? Like, <laughs> do you know what you're in for? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been able to meet Dave a couple of times. He lives um, in northern New South Wales. But, like, just an, an amazing guy that um, often jumps on a Zoom call with me if I have any questions oh, cool. about the run. You know, it's another person that I can talk to who has that um, personal experience as well. Yeah, that would be a, a big help having the personal experience. Um, so do you have a crew organised for the actual event? Yeah, so we're going to have a crew at least. Um, myself and one of my best mates is, is with me the whole time. Um, and we'll most likely have three people. So him and two other volunteers. So he's there the whole time because he'll be sort of like coordinating the trip and then two other people to come in. Um, they'll, they'll probably do, you know, different cities, three-week blocks. Let's say yeah. someone will do, two people will do Sydney to Brisbane, then Brisbane to Townsville, swap over again, um, Townsville to Darwin and, and so on. So um, we were really excited to do trial runs, which we were going to do mm. at the end of this year or, or now if, if lockdown hadn't happened to, to try it out and see because Dave Alley had himself and five other people. Oh, wow. um, which was pretty, pretty insane, the support crew. But his was also a record attempt. So he, he ended up breaking the record, um, beat Pat Farmer's record and um, ran average 79 Ks a day around Australia for about yeah, five and a half months it took. So oh, wow. amazing. But he said that's why they had such an elite support crew that um, those five people were the same five people the whole time. So they pretty much took half the year off work to come and support him um you know it was a huge undertaking so for me we're, we're not going for a record attempt i think um i didn't really want to do that anyway i think it can take away the messaging from the charity um but also it's just really hard to get that many people involved in yeah. in your projects so um very grateful to have maxi my one of my best mates with me um, for most of the time and and then all for all the time and then we'll have um volunteers as well yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'd be good for him to have someone sometimes help him out because from what I understand, being a crew is quite tiring too. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm sure it is. Um, I was, yeah, I haven't had the chance to help support Maxi and crew him yet. So he's just getting started with his ultra running journey. So I'm sure oh, nice. we'll return the flavour one day. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So how many, uh, Dave did 79 kilometres a day. How many kilometres a day are you planning on average i mean i'm sure certain days will differ but what's the sort of average yeah. plan yeah so i want to do about 60 k's a day so mm -hmm. um yes yeah, which is still a decent amount 
Yeah, definitely. I think we worked it out that if I can average about 60 to 65 Ks a day, it'll take about eight months to do. So Dave did it, as I said, five and a half months, um, mm. which is nuts. And yeah, um, yeah I think because it's a 14,000 kilometer journey, we pretty much followed um, the route that Dave took as well around yeah, Australia. But he didn't do Tasmania. And I also want to do Tassie because I've never been there. And um, make a wish the charity that I'm supporting throughout Tassie as well. So um, just wanted to experience it all. So um, yeah, it's going to be about 65 Ks a day. Yeah, nice one. And um, <clears throat> so, I mean, that's that's a long time for, for you and Max to have off work. Is that going to all work out? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, Max, he's a great friend and, and he said to me, you know, I'll, I'll be there to support you. Um, he'll be, you know, willing to be paid from me later on if he needs yeah. to. Like we've agreed on an amount that's, you know, quite small, which is amazing. He's just a close friend. If I was to pay for a real project manager, obviously that yeah. would be extreme. Um, yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't want someone like that anyway, that while they might do a better job in managing the project you want to have someone that you're close with that you can trust and, and max is that person for me so um you know it, it is going to be tough but it's a it'll be a dream come through so i think it'll be worth it in the long run yeah no definitely and um how will you maintain your body um because obviously you won't have like a masseuse with you or anything like that how will you maintain yourself and, and ensure you're recovered adequately yeah, so sometimes we will. Sometimes within that crew, we'll have um, specialised crew. So they oh, might okay, be good. a um, physio. I've got a lot of um, friends who are that. I think uh, I wrote down a list of people. I think I know about 20 people who are either sports trainers, physios, all of that. And they're all, you know, a lot of them are willing to do two to three weeks. So potentially Fantastic. I might get the whole way around with just them, which would be awesome. Um, but outside of that, I've also um, got connections with, uh, you know, the recovery boots companies that are, have been talking to me and keen to get me in their boots. And, um, you know, that'll still be beneficial recovery for me. Um, and I just think, honestly, the biggest thing is, is rest and eat right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I felt it through the 50 marathons while I was fortunate to get treatment. I wasn't getting treatment every day. It might have been once a week or a couple of days a week, um, a light massage, something like that. So it's just fueling your body, making sure you're eating enough, obviously putting out so many calories, so putting it back into your body and sleeping plenty. And um, while I know this is going to be a much bigger task than those 50 marathons, it was still a great insight to, you know, a similar journey. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it is almost like a bit of a practice run in a way. Um, you talked about eating right. What will you be? Um, what will your nutrition look like? Um, so mostly, I'll just be um, yeah, whole foods. I'll just be smashing down um, yeah. you know a lot of a lot of veggies, a lot of pasta. Um, and things like that and and the good thing is a lot of that stuff isn't expensive so on a on a tighter budget we'll be able to still get around australia and do that um but yeah lots of just looking at macros and i'll, I'll have a nutritionist to help support me so that'll be good are you vegetarian uh i'm pescatarian yeah i eat salmon yeah. Um, but that's it. I don't eat any other meats. So, yeah. um, through the 50 marathons in 50 days, I was fully vegetarian. And, and often I do that. 
actually went vegetarian at the end of 2017. I've slowly introduced fish again. Um, but that was when I got into my marathon running because I just found that I could back up my running a lot easier. Um, I don't know why, maybe meat's just a bit heavier. So I just found yeah. that it was, was quite easy for me to back it up and, and it just seemed to be what worked for me. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I did with nutrition. Yeah, no, that's, and that sounds like good, good clean food is, is a really good idea. What about whilst you're running? What will you um, eat then? Yeah, so whilst I'm running, just things like um, cliff bars and bananas and standard ultra running yeah. food. Um, yeah. yeah, that's really my go-to, whether I'm racing or even just, um, you know, going on a more slower pace run, but consecutive runs. And then and things even just like, you know, peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> there's, they're awesome. There's still great nutrition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and um, what about, so you don't get GI distress? No, I've, I've been okay, thankfully. I know a lot of runners that do get that. Yeah, yeah. So because I know that if you're not careful, that can, that can happen. Um, all right. Sorry, just flicking my questions. So um, how are you going to train for this? How do you prepare well, for something this massive? Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't know how to prepare for the 50 marathons in 50 days. And I was very fortunate to meet Samantha Gash, who I'm yep. sure you're familiar with. Yeah, um, and that was because Samantha was the ambassador for this Bali run in uh, okay. the middle of 2019. And so even though at the end of 2018, I knew that I was in as a, as a participant for the Bali run. And so I just reached out to her and said, hey, Sam, I can't wait to meet you next year. Um, in Bali, I'm also planning on running 50 marathons and I was wondering if I could get some advice. And I sat down with her for a coffee and she was amazing, told me as much as she could and then said, but I'm not a running coach. Uh, I'm just an athlete. However, I know a guy who could prepare you. And so then she calls Jace, who um, is my coach, Jace from B&B Athletic. And he's been my coach for the last two years, um, prepared me from uh, September 2018. So really, he only had 16 weeks to work with me. Um, but mm -hmm. I had a, a somewhat of a base um, and then in that 16 weeks prepared to run the 50 marathons in 50 days so yeah it's an interesting question I think um, to prepare for it it'll be a lot of trial runs to get that experience under my belt but also just understand um, and just trust the process with his style of training because I think you know for me uh, in the lead up to the 50 marathons even though I had him on board as this endurance you know as a coach, endurance specialist, I was still skeptical. I was still wondering why I'm doing fight leg sessions and hill sprints and all the rest. I just wanted to go out and jog and do my long runs. So um, he just kept coming back to mate, like, trust me here. I know what I'm doing. And um, I do a lot of strength training to support myself. So um, it, it definitely worked. And, you know, I'm just going to trust him, whatever he gives me. And whether it's tough or not, I'll do the session and get myself ready to go. Yeah, and, and that's, that sounds good, but um, I agree, uh, even ultra runners need to do some form of speed work, so I think that's really important. Um, so how did your recovery go after doing the 50 marathons in 50 days? How did you pull up after that? Yeah, pretty well. Um, it was interesting. I, I finished on a Friday, and then he told me to just take the weekend off, so um, I ran again on the Monday, did a 30-minute wow. observation 
30 minute absorption, very slow jog. And I pulled up really sore because I think my body just after it had had two days to stop. Um, but the amazing thing is, you know, and people are quite surprised. I'm sure maybe you won't be surprised as a runner. You understand that the more you do it, you, you just adapt and get stronger. But a lot of the general public, when they say to me, and what was your body like on day 50? Were you broken? And I said, yeah. no, I was stronger than I'd been. Like it just, it just adapted. And, um, it was amazing. There was a period there, I think marathon 40 to 45, um from memory it was sort of like each marathon finished within five minutes in a row like so i was, oh, wasn't okay. running them quick so I had to, because i had to back them up each day yeah, but it was yeah. like say four hours 10 four hours 12 13 four hours 15 five days in a row so i wasn't even looking at my splits my body was just you know just backing it up so it was really cool that um it adapted so well and it, it just um took on what i was doing so at the same time, I was very fortunate. You know, I, I wasn't working for those 50 days just so I could prepare mm. and fuel myself and recover at the end. So, um, you know, I made that decision to, to not work. Um, Where did you do the marathons? Uh, they were all over the place. So a lot um, out my way in Vermont, but then um, uh, in like the city in Geelong and Rosebud, uh, yeah, a bit of everywhere. So, yeah, you just made up your own courses and, and did that basically? Yeah. Just went by the watch because, I mean, there there was no official marathon on yeah. Tuesday and a Monday and <laughs> a Wednesday and all that. So, um, yeah, it would be cool one day to do uh, like how, you know, I've, I'm just actually reading um, Tristan Miller's book. That? Sorry, you just cut out for a second. Oh, I said I just, I'm just reading Tristan Miller's book at the moment. Do you know him? Um, the guy Once again, ran, I've heard the name. <laughs> so he ran 52 marathons in 52 weeks. Um, so one a week, but all over the world. He just had the adventure of his life yeah, and did the official marathons. So yeah. he did like London and Athens and all of that in different countries and, and then just was a, a tourist outside of that except fronted up each week to run a marathon. It's pretty cool. And that's something that I would love to do one day, um, yeah. the official marathon. But for me, no, it was just, it was just run the distance and, and get them done each day. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. And that's pretty solid too. Um, so with uh, this run around Australia in regards to say shoes, I'm guessing you're going to go through quite a few. What's yes. your plan for that? <laughs> I'm very blessed to be sponsored by ASICS. So, um, yeah, I'll be looked after from them, which is great. So, um, I don't know. I think I'll go through oh, 15 to 20 pairs of shoes. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it just depends. I normally get, I don't know, 600, 700Ks out of my runners. Um, but talking to Samantha, she she thinks I might only go through about 14 or 15 she said when because when you're backing it up like that every day i'll be running very slow it's almost yeah. like the cliffy young shuffle um <laughs> so the impact on your body just isn't isn't you know too much that you can back it up continuously i remember speaking to dave and even though he was running 80 k's a day he said he was never running under seven minutes a kilometer which i oh, couldn't wow. get my head around so oh, wow. it's just hours on your feet um but you're out there for for so long so um he said there were a couple of days where he ran a bit quicker and then he pulled up so much worse it wasn't worth it and like for me now on a normal run there's no way i'll sit 
Um, even at 5.30 pace, I hate that. I want to be you know, under five minutes K. Yeah. But during my 50 marathons, I was 6.30s to 6. You just need to do it to, to back it up. So um, I think when you're running at that slower pace, you can um, get more out of your shoes, more out of because of the less impact on the body. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I'm guessing you'd also be rotating shoes so they would yeah. um, have some time for them to recover too. Um, as part of your training, you mentioned doing strength work. What sort of cross training do you do? As in what sort of strength work or as in strength work and yoga or cycling or anything else as well as, and, and yeah, yeah, sort of describe your strength work a bit too. I don't really get on the, the bike. Um, yeah. Something that I'd love to do in the future. I, I really want to do an Ironman because I'll go back to being a beginner, like a, yeah. obviously a strong runner, but I'm not a, strong swimmer i've never really jumped on a bike so i think it'd be an amazing challenge to do in the future um but for me my cross training yeah i do yoga um and i do yeah i, I stretch you know most days even if it's 10 20 minutes but in terms of yoga probably a couple of times a week and um in normal times not corona i love getting to pure hot yoga and under the heaters and, and smashing it out there which is nice but um yeah, my strength work is just the most common lifts that you'd see runners do and any the everyday people do to look after their body. So a lot of deadlifts and lunges, um, yeah. but then a lot of single leg work too. So single leg yeah. RDLs, Bulgarian split squats and, and so on. Yeah, the, the single leg is so important. That's exactly right. Um, so was there anything else you wanted to tell us about um, this run or anything else? Um, I would just sort of maybe talk a little bit about Make-A-Wish. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yep. Yeah, so, so I've decided for the run to support Make-A-Wish and it's, it's called Run for Wishes. So um, basically, as I said, when my teammate passed away in 2016, um, we didn't really talk about that, but he, he was 18, healthy, went to bed and didn't wake up. So oh, wow. just, yeah, crazy. Um, and can't fathom how that can even happen so um basically i realized and this is my this is my message for the world this is my purpose i feel this is what i do every single day and that's you know i really live every day as if it's our last and, and i know it's easy to say that but that's why i'm doing this big run around australia and sacrificing work for a year to do this because i realized that um, we must chase our dreams now. We're not promised tomorrow. And so I wanted to support Make-A-Wish because I feel that there's no other charity that would mean more to me. Uh, through me chasing my dream and doing what I love, I'll be able to help other kids achieve their own dreams. So um, it'll be really special to be able to support them and, and meet a lot of Wish kids and their families along the way as well. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Um, are you going to be making specific stops to to talk to people and, and visit different you know, groups and that sort of thing and obviously Make-A-Wish participants? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what this runs about and so much more than, than just running um, mm. for distance or trying to break a record or anything like that. So if the, if the opportunity came up where um, Make-A-Wish have 57 branches around Australia, so um, if the opportunity is that we're running near them, yeah, I'd love to stop and talk to them. And I don't want to have rest days, which I know sounds crazy, but I really want to see how we go. Dave Valley yeah. didn't have a rest day. He didn't have a day less than a marathon a day. And 
I think that adds to the message that, you know, a lot of these kids are sick and they're struggling in their own fight and um, really running a marathon a day. Yes, it's tough, but it doesn't compare to the fight that they're on and their families are, are in as well. So um, I really want to push my body and mind and, and see what's possible and, and support a greater cause. So um, I'll be running every day, but in saying that I'm, I'm definitely open to stopping, having a conversation with um, wish families and even just, you know, general communities. I want it to be an opportunity that brings people together, which was one of the big reasons why I pushed the run back to 2022, because just the, the thought that we couldn't bring people out together in the community yeah. with what's going on in the world now, it, it scared me. And, um, you know, I had some friends say, well, that contradicts what you're saying. Your message is chase your dreams now and not promise tomorrow. Yeah. You're pushing <laughs> it back to 2022. And I said, that's, that's actually very true. But I think what, really understand about that message is that you have to do what's important to you and I know that the most important thing to me is this community I'm a massive person like person guy I love people and um and so I want to bring people together through my run and that's what's made my journey so far through the 50 marathons um so special and done a couple of other 24-hour runs where we brought people together which were really special as well and so I thought that's what this run's about and and I'm not going to start until we can at least get people together yeah and then it's it's more guaranteed as well can um people join you on any of the legs yeah, definitely. Um, that's something we need to work, we're still working through with uh, all of the authorities, like the road traffic authorities, oh, Vic Roads and New South Wales Roads. They all have their own rules. It's funny, actually. South Australia and WA are like, yeah, just run on the side of the road. Um, make sure you run um, you run towards the traffic so they can see you and you're, you're in high vis. And um, they didn't really care other than that. Whereas, um, you know, Victoria and New South Wales, they're they're like a lot of strict rules, which is fair enough, completely understand. But, you know, you have to have the vehicle trailing you behind you with the big sign that says runner ahead and mm. flashing lights and all of that. So different states have, have different rules, um, but I'm sure in general um, people can run and run with. And if not, if they can't run by my side on the side of the road, we'll, we'll do things like as we're coming up into towns, you know, maybe I'll run 5Ks less that day to then run a 5K community run with, or 5Ks as a run with the community. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's all about bringing people together and we'll find a way to make it so people can run by my side. Um, yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, no, that would be, that would be really good fun. And I'm sure um, it'd be a bit of a pep up for you too, to have someone with you and not just on your own. Yeah, no, it definitely helps. Um, you know, I'm still now <laughs> practicing running by myself because a lot of the events that I've done, I've, I've been blessed yeah. to even every day through the 50 days I had runners by my side. So, um, you know, we're still going to have that opportunity, even if it's Max and a couple of other support crew, um, because two people could be in the car and, and one yeah. by my side. So there's still going to be the option for support. But I also understand that there won't be that at times and I need to be able to, to do it by myself. And um, yeah, so I, I do also like that time to myself as well. And I um, think it's really important. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. And I think that's half of the, the, the attraction of ultra running is, is all that time on your own too, to be honest, in this crazy world. Yeah, um, definitely. yeah. And do you have like a camper van or something? How are you going to sleep at night? Yeah, we're, we're sorting through that. It's actually, um, we did have, we had a caravan and a land cruiser 
um, one of my good friends who's a philanthropist, um, he said he would be able to support with that. But then when I pushed the run back to 2022, he said it, they had to sell it because it was taking up a lot of room in their, in their area. So we'll figure it out. We've got time and I'm really confident that um, we'll be able to get sponsors for this event, you know, whether it's Jayco or another caravan company, there'll be someone that supports and um, yeah, really, really grateful for their help. And, and he said, you know, he'll still be able to support in some way with his philanthropic um, contributions. So, you know, grateful for him. And, and while it didn't work out with him, um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, doing things like podcasts and those sorts of things puts the word out and someone who knows someone will, will maybe be able to help. Yeah, um, exactly. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, oh, it's just, it's just good to get your, to get your message out. Um, and I've just had a blank. Um, so, um, until then, what will your focus in running be? Because that's still a long time. Are you hoping to do more racing next yeah. year or it's clearly not much this year? But yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So this, this period at the moment, a bit tricky. Um, obviously the weekend run, we can't get our long run. So I'm doing more <laughs> tempo work, much yeah. more higher intensity. Um, it's more just a maintenance phase at the moment. And um, yeah, through next year, I want to, when the world opens up again or Victoria opens up a bit more, I want to be able to have a trial run or, or do a few. So that's really my focus next year. Um, other than that, I don't have any other events planned, but when I say trial runs, I mean like go away with a crew for anywhere from four to seven days to yeah. run that 65 Ks per day and practice the situation so that it's not just me practicing, but also my crew. We work out what works. We work out, you know, is it going to be possible with just me, Max, and then two volunteers, or do we actually need more people like Dave Alley had? And all of those things, we won't really know until we test it out um, on these trial runs. So um, my plan was always to get three to four trial runs done. And now we've got another year, we might even be able to get four or five. So um, yeah, that'll be a, a great opportunity to not only prepare physically and mentally, but um, for my crew to prepare because, you know, I think, I'm very grateful for, for the people that want to support, um, but I would much prefer people if they are a little bit sceptical, a bit unsure, to come away with me in trial for four days and yeah. at the end of that four days go, nah, Sean, to be honest, I didn't love it. Um, and I say, you know what, thanks so much for trying anyway, we'll find someone else. Then they commit to the real project and then they quit and we're a person yeah. down. So. Um, you know, that we don't want that. And, and so if I can give people the opportunity, different crews other than me and Max to, to experience that through a trial run, then that's really what we want to do. That sounds like a great idea. So what is your fun? Do you have like a fundraising goal? Yeah, definitely. Um, look, to be honest, um, it might sound crazy, but we want to, we want to fundraise $500,000. Um, make a wish oh, is a huge charity. And, yeah. um, yeah, and I really believe that if you get the right corporate organisations on board, um, so many of them, like I've, I've done a lot of research and Coles and other companies like that, not only do they support the project, but they often will match the donations. So let's say through the run, um, through the, the generous public, we were able to raise 200 grand. Someone like Coles could give another 200 grand, making it 400. So there's companies that do that. Um, and, you know, I think it's just talking to different companies, getting them excited about the concept and um, as well as, you know, inspiring people to, to donate as well. 
Well, you got to, I think it's good to aim high, you know, that's the way yeah, to go. Exactly. So what are um, your, your friends and family who aren't necessarily as into running? What do they think of, of all this running that you do? <laughs> well, my mum, she's sort of come to terms with it. She's <laughs> not a runner. She ran one half marathon once. Um, she actually used to say she was a runner until I started doing all this stuff. And then she says, oh, maybe I wasn't a runner now. So <laughs> no, don't say that. But, um, but no, I think they've sort of come to terms with it now because they've realised, you know, what it means to me and how serious I am about it. And, um, yeah, after I did, so I ran my first 24-hour run in July last year and then I did another one just in May. Um, in between the lockdowns so um, when we were able to again I did another one in May so only nine months apart but um, and after that one she's like all right you've done two of these now I want you to to stop doing that no more 24-hour runs and I said okay mum all right maybe 48 hours next (laughs) (laughs) I bet she liked that (laughs) yeah she hated hearing that but no I um yeah I'm very lucky to have some friends that even if they're not necessarily ultra runners they are there to support me and um yeah it's, it's been awesome like through the 50 and 50 i had mates that would call and check in on me i had um one of my good friends she came over and dropped off food sometimes so oh, nice. it was just yeah amazing support and oh, that's awesome that, that that makes a world of difference is to have people in your life that support you all right well thank you so much for your time what i'll do is in the show notes i'll put links to your <clears throat> website and and through that people can donate can they on your website yeah yeah i'll, I'll send you the link for the run for wishes website and yeah um, did you want to just yeah. tell it to um people uh your your because you've got your own website as well <clears throat> yeah i mean my own website's just a bit of a background on me um, ah, okay. and it's also more for my personal business in speaking in schools and things like that so um the run for wishes website is runforwishes.com.au um and or or sean bell run for wishes.com so you can find that in two ways and and that's um yeah how we're going to be um doing some fundraising but we'll also have you know tap and go machines from make a wish for the public so they can tap their card and and all sorts of things and i'm really confident that we can can hit this fundraising goal which is awesome yeah well i we really hope you do and and I know it seems a long time away, but hopefully, fingers crossed, time flies. And before we know it, it'll be 2022. So we'll have to um, catch up again, maybe even during your run, um, just to see how you're going. And then certainly at the end. Yeah, that sounds awesome, Isabel. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Wow, I'm just in awe of how someone so young has such a great purpose in life and is so determined to reach his goals. I'm pretty sure that at that age, I was focused more on the weekend than on making such an impact on the world. He's very inspirational. In next week's episode, I chat with Jean Dykes. Jean is an amazing runner who ran a 254 marathon in 2018 at the age of 70. You'll be so inspired by this interview, especially when you hear about all the ultras he runs too. I can only hope to be half as good as him at that age. With so many restrictions in place, it's more important than ever to have a structured plan to ensure you maximise your training and optimise your running. Races will eventually return, I'm sure, 
And, you know, it's good to have a structure to your training. So if you need an individualized plan, email me, Isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au to chat about it. Have a great week of training and stay safe and well.